Global Business News, 24 hours a day at Bloomberg.com, the Radio Plus mobile app, and on your radio. This is a Bloomberg Business Flash. From Bloomberg World Headquarters, I'm Charlie Pellet, the Dow, the S&P, NASDAQ, all declining. Folks from the U.S. Department of Housing and Urban Development and Housing Secretary Ben Carson ringing that closing bell. Stocks fall amid a sell-off in technology shares that spread from New York to Asia and Europe. S&P 500 index at the close, down two points to 24.29, a drop of one-tenth of one percent. Dow Industrials down 34, a decline of two-tenths of one percent. NASDAQ down 32, a drop of five-tenths of one percent. What about the big picture for U.S. markets? Ed Yardeni is chief investment strategist at our Yardeni Research, and he was our guest right here on Bloomberg Markets. The reality is uh, we're in a bull market, and while everybody's been kind of scratching their heads, what's the black swan that's going to bring this to an end? Uh, I've been uh, making the point that uh, there's lots of white swans with, that keep this uh, bull market going. And today we had the 10-year down 3.30 seconds with a yield there of 2.21%. Gold down 3.90 the ounce to 12.67, down 3 tenths of 1%. Crude oil, West Texas Intermediate, up 24 cents a barrel to 46.07, a gain there of 5 tenths of 1%. On a down day for stocks, General Electric was up 3.6%. Jeff Immelt stepping down as chairman and CEO, bringing to an end a tumultuous 16-year tenure in which he dramatically reshaped the manufacturing powerhouse but failed to win over Wall Street. And Jim Barry has filed for bankruptcy, citing online competition. Recapping equities lower, S&P down two points to 24.29, a drop there of one-tenth of one percent. I'm Charlie Pellet, and that's a Bloomberg Business Flash. Move around. Motion creates emotion. I feel the earth move under my feet. You move like they do. I've never seen anyone move that fast. All right, people, let's move like we've got a purpose. Something's called movers and shakers. They cost a little more. That name cracked me up. Bloomberg Markets, Movers and Shakers, with Carol Masser and Corey Johnson on Bloomberg Radio. Uh-uh. On this Monday, Carol Masser in our Bloomberg 1130 studio. But lucky for me, Bloomberg Stocks reporter Danny Berger filling in as my co-host Corey Johnson is out today. We're going to talk a little bit about some of the movers and shakers. And also an interesting story that uh, Danny has out today. Just quickly, though, I do want to mention the S&P 500, almost an even split with a little bit of a positive slant or more bullish slant in terms of winners and losers. 274 names in the S&P 500 higher for the Monday trade, 229 lower, and we've got two unchanged. And, Danny, I do want to start off with a... Um, think, uh, a report you have out on the on the Bloomberg today, and you talk about uh, you know computer driven strategies and maybe how that had a hand in what yeah. we saw in the tech plunge on Friday. Just explain that. Yeah, so I mean, everyone loves to try to assign reason to why stocks uh, fell. Sometimes that's nearly impossible to do. And on Friday, we got a lot of that, right? So you had tech stocks, especially uh, falling. 
People blamed uh, a note from Goldman Sachs in the morning saying that people were under uh, underweighting the risk of tech stocks. Uh, Andrew left a short seller tweeted about NVIDIA. Um, but something that seems more likely as to the culprit behind at least sort of the in- initial drive of why tech stocks were lower are quantitative computer-driven strategies, which, again, tends to be a bit of a boogeyman. Um, but this theory comes from SockGen, essentially saying if you look at the way that the stock sold off, it was very uniform and mm-hmm. has essentially all of the hallmarks of a systematic program selling off these stocks. Meaning when certain levels were hit, like programs started to kick in? Sort of. So basically, a better indicator than whether or not a stock was a tech stock uh, of why it sold off was whether it was a momentum stock. So ah. momentum roughly defined as stocks that went up the most in the past year. So basically, if you chart uh, a line that looks at here are the most momentum stocks versus how much they sold off on Friday, it's it's pretty much a, a, like a perfect correlation. More momentum, more selling off. Less momentum, more gaining on Friday. So that just means essentially in the view of SockGen that someone dumped all their uh, momentum position. And so again, that doesn't necessarily mean that that's why we're continuing to see tech stocks sell off, but it certainly looks like it was one of the initial drivers behind uh, some of the pain we saw on Friday. Does that also mean that maybe if they continue to trade lower, that we could see it kind of at some point, another momentum investor kind of get into it, either on the Upside to bring it back. Mm, mm. Interesting. Well, so the or way kick the, it in even yeah, more to the downside. Yeah, the way that these funds work again, it, it varies a lot. Um, but they're essentially trend followers. So if the trend is downwards, or they're thinking that this is a mean reversion occurring, then yeah, they could absolutely yeah. exacerbate the sell-off. Um, but at the same time, you might have people who are pretty bullish about tech stocks and uh, buy the dip and we go up from here. Yeah, that certainly exactly. has happened a lot this year. All right, but interesting to watch kind of what's going on, especially with some of the momentum names. Hey, I do want to just mention a few names in today's session. One uh, we've been talking about a lot, General Electric, turned out to be the fourth biggest gainer in the S&P 500. We know the news. Jeffrey M. Alther, CEO, stepping down as chairman and CEO at the end of the year. He's been there. Uh, he's had a 16-year tenure uh, in terms of reshaping General Electric dramatically uh, as a company, but the stock has really been stuck. And if you take a look, you know, I went back to about 2000. It, it, this is a stock price that is lower than where it was back in 2000. GE shares, though, some enthusiasm, again, up 3.6% to 28.94 share in today's session. Yeah, and uh, one one other name I was looking at today. Mm-hmm. So uh, I went to school in the South, and there are a lot of Kroger's everywhere. <laughs> so Kroger sell, sold off about two point four percent. Kind of interesting. The reason it did uh, a uh, basically a long battle in Europe of grocery stores is is moving to the U.S. So you have all of these uh, big competitors coming into the U.S. market, uh, and essentially it's it's causing some of these other chains like Kroger to sell off a bit. So again, that's it's down about uh, 2.4%, one of the uh, more weaker stocks in the S&P 500 today. All right. It is time for the Volatility Index Report brought to you by CBOE VIX Options and Futures. Volatility can be harnessed with CBOE VIX Options and Futures. See disclosures. Learn more at cboe.com slash powerful outcomes VIX. And the VIX in the Monday session up 6.7%, closing at 11.42. This is Bloomberg. All right, Dave, you're up. Uh, hi, uh, my name is Dave. Russell, where are you? 
Wilson! Just what do you think you're doing, Dave? We're going for a price on Wilson. Open up the door, it's Dave! Who? Dave! Hey, Time for Bloomberg Stocks uh, editor Dave Wilson, his stock of the day. He joins me and Danny Berger of our Bloomberg News Stocks team. So, Dave, what do you got? I got Bluebird Bio. It's a company worth a closer look for a couple reasons. First of all, it shows that sometimes it doesn't take much to derail a stock that's been on a roll. Second, it illustrates how actions by a company's peers can affect its shares. Bluebird Bio is a drug developer working on gene therapies, cancer treatments, and gene editing. Companies among those pursuing ways to train a patient's own immune system to fend off cancer cells. Now, Bluebird Bio was founded in 1992, went public 2013. Ticker is blue, B-L-U-E. Share price jumped 58.5% in the first seven trading days of this month. Thanks to study data showing a proposed blood cancer therapy shrank tumors in most patients. Now, Bluebird Bio is developing the therapy with cell gene. It's called the CAR-T. Another company that's pursuing this method of cancer treatment is Switzerland's Novartis. And today, a U.S. government website disclosed Novartis ended a study of a CAR-T therapy for a form of leukemia. Turned out it wasn't effective. Now, that news had a follow-on effect with Bloomberg Bio. The shares fell as much as 8.2% in today's trading. They managed to make up most of the losses. Nonetheless, the uh, winning streak for this month came to an end as the shares closed lower by 1.9%. And still up. 78% 78% so far this year. <laughs> That's what happens when you have progress yes. on drugs and you are a relatively small company and people pay attention to you. Absolutely. $4.5 billion market cap. All right, Dave Wilson, thank you. That Bloomberg Stock of the Day brought to you by Interactive Brokers. Are your returns dragged down by high transaction costs? Trade up to Interactive Brokers where our lower costs can help you maximize your returns. Visit ibkr.com slash save more for more information. This is Bloomberg Radio. Let's get another check on your latest world of national news headlines. Let's see what uh, Nancy Lyons in our Bloomberg 991 newsroom in Washington is up to. Hi, Nancy. Hey, Carol. White House spokesman Sean Spicer is declining to say whether Attorney General Jeff Sessions should invoke executive privilege in testimony to Congress tomorrow. I think it, it, it depends on the scope of the questions, and it would be to get into a hypothetical at this point. Uh, would be premature. Sessions will testify in open session before the Senate Intelligence Committee, where he'll face questions over his role in the controversy around possible ties between the Trump campaign and Russia. The attorneys general for the District of Columbia and Maryland are suing President Trump, alleging he violated the Constitution by accepting millions of dollars in payments and benefits from foreign governments, which is prohibited through the Emoluments Clause. They say Trump has broken many promises to keep separate his public duties and private business interests. We're acting to uphold the Constitution and protect what is fundamental to our free and functioning democracy, a president who governs with undivided loyalty to the country and to the people that he serves. Maryland Attorney General Brian Frosch says Trump has pitched his Trump International Hotel in Washington to foreign diplomats and appears frequently at Trump establishments, which raises their public profile. 
Another federal appeals court has upheld a decision blocking President Trump's revised travel ban. The ruling from the Ninth U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals says the president violated U.S. immigration law by discriminating against people based on their nationality. Global News 24 hours a day, powered by more than 2,700 journalists and analysts in more than 120 countries.